Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on our show, we have a world-renowned psychic medium. She's a spiritual counselor and energy healer, and she's someone who's got a two-year waiting list of people waiting to meet up with her. So I'm delighted that you and I get to listen to her words today and super grateful. Her name is Karen Noe. Karen is the author of three very highly rated books. Her latest book is titled Your Life After Their Death, A Medium's Guide to Healing After a Loss. Karen is the host of the Angel Quest radio show and the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Ramsey, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative healing. There's so much more to Karen, including hearing about her other books and what else she's up to, but I want you to hear her story. So Karen Noe, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Uh, and also for our listener, if you go to KarenNoe.com, you can see her beautiful face. Oh. which is K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E dot com. And then also she's on WeDon'tDieRadio.com where you can you can see her as well. So Karen, welcome first. And uh, I mean, where do we get started? I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit about the backstory because I don't know if sure. one grows up looking to be a medium or if it just kind of came to you. I mean, how oh, okay. did you first get into this world? That's a good question. It well, is. people ask me that all the time. They ask if I've always been psychic. And the answer is yes, I've always been psychic, but no, I have not always been a medium. Um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. my father used to take me to the racetrack and I picked the winning <laughs> horses for him. He said I was lucky and things like that. That's I, pretty cool. Well, you know, he used me. Let's of say. course. <laughs> And my friends used to say that I used to freak them out because I would know things that would happen before they did happen. Mm -hmm. But about 20 years ago, I was going through a very rough time in my life. And I sat at the edge of my bed and I just yelled at God. And I asked him if I'd be okay. And as soon as I asked him, I saw a light that started to come to me from the other side of the room. And my first response was, if you're not of God, please leave. Mm -hmm. But the more I said that, the more it kept coming towards me, and it eventually enveloped me, and and I felt an incredible peace that I have never since felt before that or since. Um, And I heard an audible voice that said, Lucha Lucina, Bella Lucha Lucina. For those listeners who are Italian, it means light, little light, beautiful little light. Mm -hmm. And since that time, I started receiving messages from the angels and those who uh, who passed, and that's, they are different. People who passed are different than the angels. Um, and at that time, I wasn't sure what to do with this this knowledge that I had. I didn't want people to think I was not in my right mind. Yeah, so I think I, most of us have that feeling. Even yes, so, yeah. yes. I've since learned that it was St. Francis who came to me on that day. And if anyone has read my books, I always incorporate that peace and love and the animals in it somehow. But um, yeah, I started doing this reluctantly in the back of a hair salon, and I just started doing healing on people, Reiki healing and energy healing. And as I was doing that, I started receiving messages from their loved ones. And 
without a doubt proof that it was from them because I didn't want to do it. And some of the messages, I'll, I'll give you an example. Sure. Um, one of the first messages I received, I will never forget. That's when I said, okay, I guess I'll do this. I was working on a woman. She, you know, she wasn't feeling well. I was doing Reiki on her and a gentleman came through and he said his name. I can't remember. It's been so long. Robert. He said his name was Robert, and he said he died in a car accident, and then he showed me a kangaroo with boxing gloves on. Okay. And I said, no, she's going to think I'm crazy, and he just kept boxing the air, punching the air, and he said, just relate this message to her, just tell her. And I'll tell you in a moment how I receive the messages. It's not as a voice, but okay. we'll go through that in a minute. Um, I saw the picture of the boxing kangaroo. So finally I gave in, and I told the woman, there's a, there's a gentleman here named Robert, and he said he died in a car accident, and she she's looking at me, and then I said, he showed me a kangaroo with boxing gloves. Well, the woman jumped up, and she screamed, and she said, that's my best friend. He died in a car accident, and he boxed kangaroos in Australia. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so that's when I just started. Now, the, all my messages are like that, but at that time, uh, okay, there's goosebumps. no way. I, I never could have made that one up, and no. I could guessed it or anything like that. So, you know, and, and that's what I, I tell people who come to see me or if they ask me you know how do they find a medium I would say go upon the recommendation of someone who has been to them right. and you want messages that are very detailed something that maybe only the two of you would know you know maybe a nickname or something something that you'll know it's them without a doubt yeah it's so hard because um, I've been to when I started my exploration I've been to some people that are were so vague and gave me yeah. so many details that said uh, maybe after the reading, these will hit home. And then I've also been to some that have given me such specific things that like only my dad and I would know. Right, know? right. That's what people should be looking for. Yeah. And you know, there are times when if you do go to a psychic medium, nobody comes through, that's okay too. The person should be honest and say, I'm sorry, nobody's here today. Because you can't make somebody come through. For the most part, they do come through. But once in a while that happens and you want somebody who's completely honest. Now, question for you. Is yeah. it the mediums, how do I say this, um, can we do anything to have a better reading or is it, is it up to the medium to be great or is it something to do with the energy coming through to the from the other side? Like well, how, yeah. What can we, it, do? you know what it's I'm asking. It's all three. It's all three. It's actually okay. the person who comes to my office. It's myself. And it's also the loved one who's coming through. Okay. The best ones are the ones who are very loud and who, who are loud when they were here on earth. Because what happens is we retain the same personality as we did when we were here on earth. I tell people it's the energy. The energy of who we are doesn't end. You know, it continues. Just It's very scientific, actually. Energy doesn't begin and it doesn't die. So when the energy comes through, it should be the personality of the person when they were here on Earth. I hear a phone buzzing in the background. Yes, I know. I don't know if it's your side. It is, side. It is. I turned it off, but it's still, I'm going to throw it on the other side. Of the oh, room. it's okay. You know, one of the people that I interviewed, she had a dog, a big dog in the, in the room, and the dog started to snore. So oh. in the background of the whole interview was this snoring dog, and it, you know what? It just made it real. We all have cell phones. Very Some fun. have dogs, but anyways, that's no problem at all. So back to back to our energy. Never, it never dies. I, yeah. I really, I really believe that completely. It's true. Totally. And you could tell people who don't believe in uh, life after death. You could say it's very scientific. Energy doesn't begin and it doesn't mm -hmm. end. And then you could explain that. 
you know, and then there are the people who have had near-death experiences, the ones who have actually clinically died right. and then came back to life. And they talk about what they saw. They saw their loved ones. They saw their pets. They saw they went through a life review where they're able to see how they affected others when they were here on Earth. Mm-hmm. So there's there's many, there's proof of life after death. There is. And, <laughs> and you have to believe, and there are I don't know, good, bad, and indifferent of all sorts. So, um, but you say we don't all need to go to a medium. Can we personally receive messages? I mean, I know in my heart the answer, but I want to hear it coming Absolutely. from you. As that a matter- we know they're still around. Yes. As a matter of fact, I prefer that people do it themselves. And I think that's one of my main reasons for teaching this is to teach people how to do it themselves. I love to give messages to people, of course, but what happens after that hour? What happens the rest of the year? What happens, you know, the next year? Your loved ones are trying to talk to you all the time. They come to you as thoughts that pop in your head for no reason. Most people expect to hear a voice or to see an apparition of their loved one. And whereas that may happen, okay, that does happen. It's very rare though. For the most part, your loved ones are energy. They don't have their physical body, so they're speaking to you telepathically. And most people don't realize that. So what you need to do is you're probably thinking of your loved ones anyway. So how do you tell the difference between your thoughts and theirs? Right. Okay. So your thoughts would be very logical. You know, you'd see something of your loved one which would trigger a thought and which would trigger another thought. That's you. Mm-hmm. A message from your loved one would just pop in your head for no reason. Something your loved one would say or do would just pop in your head. For example, my mom would just say, hi, sweetheart, in the middle of my day. And I'll say, oh, mom, hi. How are you? I love you. And and that type of thing. And most people don't realize it. They think they're just um, thinking random thoughts, you know? And I would tell them to just pay attention to when they are thinking of their loved one, how the message, how the thought came into your consciousness. Yeah. Uh, No. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. no, no. Just I, I never got the answer about our energy in a reading or even to get messages. Is there a way we can improve our energy too? Yes. So what I would do is when you go to, uh, to a medium, I would first ask your loved one to please come through loud and clear and to please be there. It's like setting an appointment, making an appointment with your loved one to be there. Okay. Because they do do things on the other side. They they learn things, and it's just like when we, they were here on Earth. Not always could they be with us. So I would ask them to be with, you know, be with you. I would be in a good state of mind too. Have good memories. If you want to bring something of your loved one, put it away. Don't keep it out so that the medium can see what it right. is. They need something. Well, then you could take something out maybe whether it be a piece of jewelry or a picture but usually the medium doesn't need that it's good to be you know to carry that around with you though yeah um what are these without a doubt signs that i saw you you had written on your website yes my favorite and this is when those who have come to see me say well i can't receive messages i don't hear anything in my head i don't see any apparition right Um, I would say ask your loved one to give you a without a doubt sign, which means you know without a doubt that it is your loved one coming through. Let me give you some examples, and then I'll give you some stories that show, and I'm sure the listeners have many, many, many signs as well. Whenever I teach a class, almost the whole class, they raise their hand and they say they have, you know, I ask how many people have received signs, and they almost all raise their hands. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, they place thoughts in our head, as I was just talking about. That's a sign. But they also love to come to us in dreams. 
Now there's, see, there's two types of dreams of our deceased loved ones. And that's very important to distinguish. One would be a true visitation and another one would be your subconscious. Okay. Um, you, You will know the difference. Your subconscious would be scary, how they died, frightening. You'll see them in a casket or something, unresolved issues. That would be you. So not to worry. That's not your loved one suffering. A true uh, visitation in a dream, you will feel like you won the lottery. <laughs> you dream of your loved one. Sometimes they don't speak. Sometimes they just um, they just look at you. They come often younger than what they were if they were older when they passed. They like usually they like the age of thirty five. I don't know why, but that seems to be a common age that they come through. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good age for all of us. I yes. think. Yeah. yeah. And I'll give you an example. My own mom, as I told you before, she comes to me as, you know, many, many signs. But at one point, right after she passed, I said, Mom, I really need to hear from you one more time. I need to hear your voice. I need to hear from you. And that's what I would tell your listeners is to tell them, tell your loved ones, please come to me, you know, in a sign. I need to hear your voice. I need to see you. So so I did. I said this to my mom. I loved, I need to hear your voice one more time. What happened I was at work and I wasn't feeling too well. So I went home and I took a nap. Okay. And I had a quote unquote dream, but it was not a dream. It was without a doubt my mom. And I'll tell you what happened in that dream. Um, I dreamt I was in a crowded place and over the loudspeaker, my mother's voice comes through (laughs) and she says, I have an important announcement. I have an important announcement. I love you and I am okay. And I knew, oh my God, even in the dream that it was truly my mom. And I said, mom, you know, I was crying even in the dream because it wasn't a dream. It was real. I said, this is so wonderful. Who are you with? And she answered me and I didn't understand what she said. So I said, mom, can you say that one more time? And then she said, nanny, which is her mom. Mm. And so what happened was the phone rang and woke me up, and therefore, I was able to remember the dream. So what happens is if you don't wake up after a dream, you won't remember it. Right. So I would tell you, I would tell our lis- listeners to say, please come to me in a dream, but please wake me up after it so I remember it. And be patient, and the dream will come when you least expect it. That's great. Yes. Should I go through more signs? There's so many. Yes. Why not? And you know what? It's interesting because even for me, I've been on this journey for a few years now, just two years I've had my book and was on the journey before, but it's so easy to forget. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to forget that there's a, there's a bigger picture. Um, And I'd want to hear your words on, on what you think life's about, why we're going through the good and the bad and indifferent, but to get these reminders that um, there is a bigger picture. And I think, if you could share some more of these signs, just to let us know that we're not alone on this journey. It's so easy to feel alone, but that we're not. And that, you know, there is a purpose for this. So whatever you want to share. Okay. So they also, this is a big one. They love to come to, to us as an animal, a bird, a ladybug, a butterfly, a Hmm. deer. It doesn't matter what the animal is. Now our loved ones are not always an animal. So I just want to make that clear. But they're able to use their energy to come inside of an animal to let us know that they're with us. Hmm. The animal will do something that it normally doesn't do. 
such as a butterfly will land on you, a bird will peck at your window or something like that. You know, a cat will come from outside and just start circling you, something like that. And I'll give you another example. I have many stories. Okay. So stories are good. Stories are really yeah. good. Yeah. So my friend Marion, oh, let me start by saying that, as I said before, the personality of who we were continues after we pass. So okay. then my friend Marion was very loud and she, you know, did practical jokes on everybody and she was that type of person and I loved her dearly, but she passed. And so I wrote Marion a letter, how much I loved her. And by the way, I, I recommend this to people to write letters to their deceased loved ones and tell them how much they love them. And then at the end of the letter, you know, say, please give me a sign to let me know that you know what I just said to you in this letter. Mm-hmm. And I did that with Marion. So I said, please, Marion, let me know without a doubt that you are aware of, that I love you so much and I wrote you this letter and I let it go. Two days later, I was walking down the steps to my house to put letters in my mailbox. And as I'm walking down the steps, there's a bird in my driveway screaming at the top of its lungs, <laughs> looking directly at me. And I'm like, hmm. And like screaming if I could imitate it right now it would be screaming and I knew right away it was Marion <laughs> and I went up to the bird the bird stayed there continued to scream at me and I said oh my god Marion is that you is that you the bird kept screaming at me and as I'm saying this I'm crying my neighbor is looking at me like I've lost my mind of course you're nuts <laughs> yep and the bird followed me to the mailbox and continued to scream at me. Now, birds don't normally do that. Birds are normally afraid of us. Right. So it followed me. And as I'm, I'm saying, oh, my God, Marion, I love you so much. I love you. I had my cell phone in my pocket. And I called my son who was in the house. And I said, Tim, come outside. Marion's here. And he said, huh? I said, just come outside. And, you know, he came outside and he witnessed the whole thing. Two days later, a mutual friend of ours, of Marion and, my, <clears throat> and myself, Uh, called me and she said, you're not going to believe what Marion did. And I said, oh, I sure will. What did she do to you? I'll tell you what she did to me. And she said, well, Karen, I just painted my kitchen. I opened the sliding glass door to my kitchen and a bird flew in, pooped all over my walls and then (laughs) flew out. Oh my gosh. That's pretty funny. She said, Marion, thanks a lot. Couldn't you, you know, couldn't you have done this in a different way? So what I'm saying to everyone is that the animal would do something that it normally doesn't do. And those who've received this type of message normally know that their loved one is with them. Have you ever received any type of sign like this? Um, well, I have, but my, where my mind's going right now is the stories, stories I've heard from some of the listeners about either butterflies coming in or one lady actually had a hummingbird come into her garage and she put her hand out and it landed on her hand. Oh my God. And like, when does that ever happen? Absolutely. That's a, without a doubt sign. And usually what I love about these types of signs as the, the person knows it's a sign. Yeah. It doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Right? I, I like that. I really do. And, and to ask and to write a letter mm-hmm. um, and to ask and to have something either whether it comes into your mind or it shows up through an animal or something that I love, love the expression, Karen, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So you sign. need to be specific. Yeah. Because. Yeah. 
sometimes sure yeah lights going on or off or you know i mean there's who knows what could be happening but, but there that... are times that it's like mm-hmm, that's <laughs> even you. the lights going on going oh off. yeah definitely definitely i've had some weird things so we're going to get into deep question now because i, I really sure. want to ask you um before i ask you what happens when we die um mm-hmm. It's before we die. It's the now time. It's the those of us who have fears, those of us who have struggles. Certainly there's some joy in life, but there's also some suffering. I mean, what are your thoughts or what have you been told or what do you know about like who we are and why we're here in this journey called life together? We're all here to remember who we are and we all have God within us. It's no one is special. We're all the same. We all have God within us. We have to remember that and the power that we have within us. We can literally change the world, but we have to reclaim that power. So all of us have different journeys. You know, some are musicians, some are artists, some are mediums, some are authors, you know, whatever they are. Some are nurses, you know, there's so many and we all have a different journey. And we know before we come here, what we're going to do in life, we choose our parents we choose our life. And, and people say, why would I, you know, if they had a hard life or hard, you know, difficult parents, they say, why did I choose that? Right. I don't know the answer to that, but I do know when you do choose a difficult life, you learn more than if you had a wonderful life, you're all, you know, and it's so easy. Oh, I mean, those are really important words, but it also makes me cringe. It's just like, oh, that makes so much sense, but it's so hard, you know, yes. or painful. It's very painful. And then a lot of times it's easy to say, you know, most people say, why me? But then say, why not? And when you realize that, it's almost, I, I call the hard, difficult lives, the hard lives, more like a graduate course than kindergarten. So you're here, you're learning this these very difficult lessons. And if you could overcome these lessons, how wonderful is that? The end of your life, you will see how you, how you overcame, you know, hatred and abandonment, whatever it was. And you were able to forgive. That's the most mm. important thing in the, in every everything. Um, I always say it's not the snake bite that kills us; it's the venom. That's uh, yes, exactly. So if we're able to overcome that, not only will we able be able to heal ourselves, but we could heal the relationship, and we could heal if we could see through each person's eyes. Let me go a step further from that, because after we pass, and I'm sure that was your next question, what happens then is we go through a life review. Where we're able to see how we affected people through their eyes. Um, if we should have forgiven someone, if we should have asked forgiveness, if we should have told our loved ones how much we love them, but then it was too late. Why do we have to wait until we pass to go through this our, this life review? Why can't we do that right now and see through each person's eyes on our journey right. and try and forgive as our life, you know, each day goes by and ask forgiveness. We're not perfect for sure. And tell our loved ones how much they mean to us because we don't want to have any regrets later on that we didn't do it. You know how important that is? That's probably love is the most important thing on this journey here on earth. Love and to remember who we are. Wow. I love you say reclaim our power. Yes. I I mean, it happens to me too because I'm human and none of us are perfect but it's so easy to fall into the victim role of like why did this happen to me you know I I had a really great insight and it may be the truth but I thought you know if I could say this to myself when 
things go bad like what if everything that's happening in this universe is all for my soul growth like everything and yeah. so yeah I want and I, I want to believe it is but it's, it's a great practice because when something goes wrong it's so easy to be in that victim mode in like a second and just to maybe look at life and say well what have I learned from this or why did this show up in my life and gosh it really is very empowering and talk about reclaiming our powers to put it in that context of wow I just learned forgiveness even self-forgiveness or I just learned whatever I had an opportunity last week my mom I was driving with her and she, we lost our headlights at night oh boy scary oh boy I mean scary yeah and we were on the highway and there weren't a lot of cars coming by and we had to wait till a car came by to lead us kind of to the next exit but Karen it was scary oh. and so my wise self said what if there's something to learn here now I'm petrified in the moment like what the heck am I going to listen you know learn here and yeah. I actually thought I can still remain um, really paying attention and really alert and still think even though this severe fear is present and I tell you that's a pretty good life lesson because there's a lot of times that I'm fear you know I'm afraid and I'm usually concentrating on the fear you know, so it was, yeah. you know, I think that's my example for it's very but. good. And I could actually see the sim symbolism of what happened. Even in the darkness, you were able to get to what you, where you needed to go. Yeah. Because you, you remember the light. Yeah. See, that's, that's what it feels like. And you were able to overcome, you know, anything. Yeah. So that was wonderful. But yeah, it was, it was powerful. But you know, that that's why I think, um, talking to people like you and hearing your words are so important because yeah we want to hear things to let us know our loved ones are there or things um, to let us know that there's a bigger picture however but to empower us in our life right now with whatever we're going through I mean that's like a very huge gift very it huge really so a little bit more about after the life review okay do you know anything like what heaven, <laughs> heaven's like I like the yep. word heaven but well, for the most part, um, what, I, what everything I've learned is from readings, and I've been doing it for many years. Mm -hmm. So what they always talk about, the life review, you know, I should have told you this, I shouldn't have hit you, bop, bop. Once we get past that, they say who they're with. They're with their loved ones who also passed. They're with pets as well. Love that. Yes. And complete bliss. There's no suffering. They don't even know what suffering is. So when they bring up the suffering, the the living loved one, they have no concept because they don't even remember that. Um, it's just those who have passed and those who have had near-death experience. If they, How do I explain this? Because everybody's going to want to die then. But, I mean, there's nothing to fear. It's a wonderful right. place. With your loved ones, total peace, total love. With a thought, you can be wherever you want to be. Loved with your, You could be with your loved ones. You could go to a different planet. With a thought, you're there. You know? And oftentimes, uh, the living loved one says to me, but am I bothering them to ask them to come to me? And I always say, if it was reversed and you were on the other side and they were here, would you tell them, you, would it be a you know, pain in the neck to let them know that you're okay? And the answer is no. They'd love to tell their loved ones how, you know, that they were okay. And then they understand. Oh, that's really beautiful. Do you believe that we come back? We choose whether or not to come back. It's not that we're forced to. Um, we choose if we need to learn compassion, say, from our previous life we were not compassionate you could go through you go through that life review 
you'll say, well, I really need to learn compassion. And what better way than to come back to a very difficult life where you need to learn compassion quickly? Mm. So on that point, when you're on the other side, you're able to see it in a bigger way, in a bigger perspective. Um, And some people decide to come back and do that. And they forget when they come here what they signed up for. But, uh, you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's the, yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's just the voice of recognition. Yeah. Yes. I think we've all dealt with some really tough, tough, tough things. Or might be going through something right now. And, you know, it's just so hard to believe that there's a bigger picture. But I tell you, and I think everyone listening here would agree, if you look back on some of the hardest times you've ever had in your life, you know, think about the growth that you've got out of it or, or what things led to and people that you've met. And, and sometimes it takes, you know, being years down the road to look back to figure it all out and how it all worked itself out. Um, but I want to get into something now because I, my mind is telling me so, okay. uh, is, is grief because I know like I just made that statement that we can look back and see how we've grown and things. There's a lot of people that haven't been able to, cause it, it, you can be stuck in grief. You lose a loved one and like, it's like you, you die on the inside as well. Yes. So if you could share, cause I know you're passionate about helping people moving forward out of a, after a loved one's death, but um, yeah, you know your own expertise better than I, so I'm not really sure what to ask. But what do you want to share in the world of There's so much, um, so much that I'd like to share. Number okay. one, there's many healing techniques that would work for someone to heal more quickly. Something's called tapping. It's not tap dancing, but it's moving energy. And when I learned about it, I thought it was not, you know, many years ago. I didn't even understand it. But now I see the impact on how much it helps people. I was at an event, I was doing an event for Hay House in Orlando, mm-hmm. and we were doing tapping with the with the whole auditorium. And all of a sudden I hear this woman just sobbing and crying, almost, you know, she almost threw up. So I jumped off the stage and I just started doing the tapping with her. And some of the techniques that I talk about, it's, it's difficult to explain all of them mm-hmm. in a short hour, um, but within three minutes, Three minutes, she was okay. So I would definitely tell people to learn to see if they could find somebody that does, it's called the emotional freedom technique or tapping. Okay. Um, or to do different techniques. But, but for the most part, if you don't want to do the techniques, I would say give yourself the time that you need to grieve. There's no time, you know, period. It's not a week, a month, a year, 10 years. It's not whatever you need. You let yourself grieve. You let yourself feel. You know, it's important to um, to stay busy if you can. You know, after you get that well over that initial shock, so you know you want to, you know, maybe set goals. Maybe if you want to go on vacation, things like that. Some people don't. Some people like to get away. It all depends. Most important thing is to banish guilt. Hmm. So there's nothing you could have done that would have prevented your loved one from passing. Most people think that it, you know they could have done something differently. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we stew upon that thought over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I can assure you that our loved ones, they pass when it's their time. Okay. And most people would say, and you're telling me with murders and all these different horrible deaths. And I could tell you when they come through, they say, yes, I certainly don't understand it myself. How does a child die? How right. does you know, this type of, I don't understand it. I wish I did. 
But when you see the bigger perspective and you understand this time on earth is just a short period of time, whereas after you pass, it's for eternity or you decide to come back, it's forever. So this time on earth is so, when you're there, insignificant. But when we're here, it's not. If you can understand, you know, you know what, I'm, what I mean. Oh, I do. And it, and it is easy to have the guilt and it's also not like I should have done something differently but sometimes it's like I should have said this or I shouldn't have said this and so that guilt takes us over too and if that happens I would say talk to your loved one they could hear you and if there's something you should have said to them you could talk to them write that you know them a letter say I really love you especially you did this you did this these are your best you know I remember when you know remember some events that happened and then make sure to say give me a without a without a without doubt, doubt. Like, yes yes but but the most important Thing to remember that it is okay to feel happy again. Um, some people feel guilty if they're happy again after a loved one's, you know, has passed, because that they feel, you know, they're forgetting their loved one, but they're not. Their loved one's always with them. The memory, they're wonderful memories, and they could be with them with a thought. But their loved one wants them to be happy and to move on and to live <laughs> life. I yes. mean, it's you know to imagine. I I was at a funeral once and the priest described someone dying as like that person just got on a cruise ship like a all-inclusive fabulous cruise ship and was going to this most beautiful island and like they're doing great you know and and it's so it's us that's not you know and just to to realize that they're not suffering they're doing fantastic and and grief does take time it really does it's a definitely a physical process and you know we humans are made up of so many chemicals and whatnot you know all the neurotransmitters and everything that it takes time there's no one way to do it yes and and then on the other hand say you do move on quickly after someone passes I have that when people come to see me and they they meet someone after their spouse dies maybe a year later and their children are upset Mm -hmm. because they're doing so whatever is right for you it's okay you know their loved one is not judging you they want you to be happy. They want you to, and as we said before, they truly are okay. They just want us to be okay too. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to be alone and unhappy. They no, don't. Of course not. I mean, there's so much joy in life to experience. And if we really do embrace that, we're going to see them again. Yes. You know that it's all okay, and we're going to we can talk about anything, and they're still around. And I love how you say write a letter. Yes. Because, you know, it sounds well and good to just think a thought or just talk to somebody like they're there. But, you know, our minds take over and we'll start thinking about the grocery list or whatever. But to really take the time to write the letter and to ask for without a doubt sign, that's very powerful, Karen. It is. It is. And there are different types of letters. You know, I tell my clients to write a letter. Not everyone would write the same type. There, Of course, there are letters of love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. You tell them how much you love them. But there's some people who need to forgive when you need to forgive your loved one. So you, what you do in that type of letter, you try to see through your loved one's eyes why they did what they did, if that makes sense. Like, in other words, we were so wrapped up if, if they did something to us, and then they passed, and we never you know, figured it out, we never resolved the issues. Try to see through their eyes in the letter, say, I understand now, I could see why you did this. Um, for example, one of my clients, she never could resolve issues. Her mom passed. Her mom used to abuse her and broke her nose did horrible things yeah and she said how could I forgive her I said well I I, as I said before you want to forgive her for you 
you know, because you don't want to hold on to this the rest of your life, but let's try to see through your mom's eyes. And so she wrote a letter to her mom and she saw through her mother's eyes. Her mother was, I think, the oldest of eight or nine children and she was never shown the love and she was also physically abused as well. Now, does this make it right? Absolutely not. However, my client was able to see that her mother just did what she only, you know, what she knew best, that and she just lived. Of course it was wrong, but what would happen was she was healed and she wasn't holding on to these terrible, you know, feelings about her mom anymore. So that was truly that was truly helpful. Also there's a letter of forgiveness when you want them to forgive you. Hmm. That happens too. Like if they left and you oh my god, I should have spent more time with them or I should have told them how much I love them or I yelled at them to whatever it is, write a letter. And the reason why I say write a letter is because it takes a little bit more time to write the letter. And you can think, you know, how you want to say it and think about it in a different way. Um, I talk more about this in my second book, Through the Eyes of Another, how to write these different types of letters. So if you need a guideline, you know, it's all in there. And finally, the last letter is just to maintain your connection with them. You could just write a letter and say, hey, mom, or hi, grandma, you know, my, you know Jessica's graduating or whatever's going on. And I'm sure they know anyway, but it's just to keep your connection with them. It really does work and it helps. It's a therapy for the living loved one as well. Yeah. And can you also keep writing like if you think they're answering you? Yes, absolutely. You keep it, you know, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. And, and it, this probably goes back, back to what you said about dreams. But if all of a sudden negative stuff kicks in, that's probably our own mind. Absolutely. It would be your subconscious trying to resolve issues every single time. 100% of the time when your loved one comes through as a real visitation it feels wonderful because they are in a place of total bliss most people say to me but are you telling me even the bad people you know they're there in bliss what I what I tell them is that what happens is we do go through that life review don't forget that and we're able to see and feel how we affected each person but that's just a, a bigger a, a knowingness on how we affected people it's not that throughout eternity we're going to be in a bad place because after we pass we're one with God one with our loved ones one with the whole universe it's a wonderful place I have a question that just came up in our mind there's a lot of times you know myself included some unresolved things with people here on earth yes and it may not be easy to just pick up the phone and talk if we do have God within us yes. and we are reclaiming our power could if we wrote a letter, say, to someone alive that we haven't spoken to in years, not saying you still can't, you can't mail it, but, I mean, is there something that we're, we are connected in somewhere, you bet. some shape or, you know, they're getting the message and that we can maybe start this dialogue until we have the power to actually pick up the phone? Does that make sense? Is that a it crazy thought? It certainly does make sense, and it's a very good idea to do. I would even say ask your loved one, you know, the living loved one who you didn't talk to, ask their angel to intervene. And, you know, you could write that letter. You don't have to mail it and say, you know, I'm sorry this happened and try to see, always try to see through the other person's eyes, even in those types of letters. You know, even if it was a horrendous thing that they did, try to see why. Yeah. We, because we, somehow we, you know, how did we affect it? In what way did we, you know, sometimes we didn't. Like my client, you know, she was a child and she was beaten. <laughs> But try to see. Most times we have a part in it. <clears throat> oh, I, definitely. Yes, right? Yeah. Yep. 
I, I know a lot of things happened around the death of my own dad with my siblings. And so I, you know, I ask questions, not just for the listener, but for myself at all, as well. But so often when I share my story, gosh, I can't even tell you how many people haven't spoken to a relative in forever. I mean, really long time. And I just think this would be a, a great tool to do even if someone is not deceased and is still alive you know absolutely yeah you don't have any regrets at How? the end of your life to say i should have you mentioned you know, the angels could, you know yeah karen um what part are they playing in all this i mean it's nice to believe uh, my dad and my grandmother is still around me and things but who are these angels you know okay. yes angels are different than those who've passed we all have guardian angels. It doesn't matter what religion, or even if you don't have a religion, it does not matter. We have angels with us that guide us with those are the gut feelings that we have. You could call it your higher self, whatever you want to call it, um, throughout our life. There are also archangels who have a bigger purpose, and they can be with more than one person at one time, whereas our guardian angels can only be with us. So if you call upon the oh. archangels, yeah. Like the archangels is Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel. They all have a purpose. There's more than that. But say you want to call upon Archangel Michael. Now, he takes away negativity. If you're having problems with your family or friends or work or something going on, I would ask Archangel Michael to please intervene and take away all negativity in that situation. You will be so surprised and so happy when you see what happens. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose to try this. Um, it really does work. And these angels, the archangels, can be with more than one person at one time. So you're not taking them away from somebody else. Hmm. And how many guardian angels do we have? Do we each have one on the left, one on the right? I know that sounds silly, but it's it, it's very empowering to believe and know that there's somebody with me. Absolutely. Because yeah. I feel alone a lot. We're and I'm not sure alone. we all do. You know, what you need to do is ask your angels to give you, the angels to give you signs to let you know they're around. Oh. You know? And everyone has at least one, but depending on somebody's mission or, you know, what they're doing in life, their angels could keep multiplying. It depends. And this is the best part. If you feel alone, ask the angels to come and give you, you know, to be with you. I call upon the angels. I call them my four buddies, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Gabriel. <laughs> Yeah, and I say, please be with me today, you know, and you will feel as each of them enter the room, how you feel differently. You, They all have a different um, essence about them, whereas Archangel Michael feels very strong. He's the, as I said, he takes away the negativity. He's the bouncer of the angels, you know, <laughs> so he's really strong energy. And then we have Archangel Uriel, who's very peaceful and tries to keep peace in our lives. Raphael is the healing angel. If you need to heal, mind, body, spirit. Um, then there's Gabriel, a communication angel. If you need, if you're a speaker, or if you're a writer, or if you just need to speak your piece, ask Archangel Gabriel to help you, and they will be there for you, which is amazing. It doesn't matter. Everyone is worthy. People say I'm not worthy. Everyone is worthy. That's their purpose. They want to help us. They're our messengers. They're God's messengers trying to help us i love that we're all worthy because if we weren't we wouldn't have been created exactly so as dismal as your life might feel there's a purpose you know and i tell you some of the people that have had the hardest times have been the biggest gifts to other people you bet because they know how to overcome biggest inspirations absolutely hey karen i was floating around on your website karennoe.com another plug for that (laughs) 
And yeah, there's lots of good things. I mean, you have your own radio show, right? That's on yes. every week. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. It's actually just the first Saturday of every month. Oh, okay. And it's a local station here, but everyone can tune in. Actually, they do. It's WRCR.com. And it's at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time on the first Saturday of the month. And a lot we talk about many of the concepts we're talking about today. And I have guests on that share the same views. You know, we talk about we talk about life after death. We talk about manifesting, you know, how your thoughts create your reality and reincarnation and signs from deceased loved ones. So if you if you're interested in that, I would tell the listeners to go to my website, karenoe.com, and then click on uh, Angel Quest radio shows, and there's all the archives of all my past um, radio shows. Yeah, that's great. I find, yeah, it's, it might not be easy for me to tune in on a certain day of the month, but if I can go in the wee hours and just listen to your voice and get some inspiration, yes. I'll do that. Now, you've also got a link that you've got some CDs, and I didn't see any explanation, but yes. for our listener, she's got chakra clearing, past yeah. life regression, connecting with angels and deceased loved ones and affirmations. So I just want to know, because it's, I, I know there's a big long waiting list of people to get to you, which it's can easy to understand because you're really likable and, and all that. But it's like, sometimes I feel like I, I still want to take a piece with you, of, of you with me. And they're, I don't know, $12 or $11 or something. But what, what do you offer on these CDs? Because I like the sounds of past life regression and chakra clearing and and all that. What are, what okay. are the, and why did you create those? So I created these because I do teach classes at my center and I see what people want and need. The first one um, is how to connect with angels and deceased loved ones. And it's actually a meditation. Okay. And we connect with first, as we were talking about the angels before, we connect with our guardian angel and the archangels one by one. And then we connect with our deceased loved ones. And I take you through that in a meditation. That's nice. And yes. Then the chakra clearing, what that is, we have energy, for those listeners who don't know what a chakra is, we have chakras within our body that correspond to whatever's going on in our life. There's seven major chakras, but the eighth one, I'll explain what a chakra is first, is energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Spinning energy wheels, and if something is going on in your life that is actually blocking that chakra, that will inhibit your ability to connect with your loved ones. So say, for example, someone is going through bankruptcy. Their root chakra, the lower chakra, would be blocked, and that would inhibit your ability to connect with the angels and deceased loved ones. In order to connect with them, in order to connect with the celestial realm, in order to have a higher intuition, you need to clear this energy. Um, and then you'll be more open to receiving messages. So that's what the chakra clearing is. It actually helps to clear out the chakras that are blocked. And so that's that one. And then the past life regression one, we all have been here before. Mm -hmm. And if you're curious about that, it's... It's a meditation that you really need to do all by yourself. Right. You have to turn off the phone and close, you know, don't pay attention to anybody if somebody comes to the door. And just, I guide you through it. Uh, you know, we go back in time and you will feel, you will not be there. People say, how come I'm not there? Because you can. You're physically here. Right. But you feel the feelings of being where you are. You'll get thoughts that will come into your consciousness and things like that. So that's the, um, the past life regression. And finally, my affirmation CD is, it's very important to state positive statements. 
because what we say actually creates our reality, believe it or not. So if we're always saying, oh, I never get, you know, I've heard people say, I never win. I never win. Whenever I go to um, my children when they were younger, for example, it was fashion shows and I always won. I always did. I don't know. I felt guilty, but I said, I used to say I always win and I always did. Your, what you're saying, your words actually affect your life. So it's important to say, you know, positive affirmations over and over again. And you will create positive things in your life by just doing that. And that, that's what the affirmation CD is all about. It's positive affirmations. Oh, I could talk to you for hours. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I'm also thinking, you know, we, you said earlier, God within us and reclaim our power, mm-hmm. that we're still the same souls even when we die or pass away, yeah. whatever you want to call it, transition. But we still have that within us right now. So reclaiming our power and using our words to speak our power and you know sometimes we don't believe it when we're saying it but boy I always win I like that and I always do yeah and and it can be fun and um you know we've heard the expression act as if you know put a smile on your face for 30 seconds and you'll feel happy same kind of thing going on I know it's not always easy though (laughs) it's worth it and I have some of my favorites is everything I need to know is revealed to me everything I need I need comes to me. All is well in my world. So if you say those three things, you'll never be surprised if something's coming at you. Everything I need to know is revealed to me. Everything I need comes to me. Say you're not well. Everything you need to know is revealed to you. (laughs) What you're supposed to be doing. You know, and you say that, it really does happen. And if you say all is well in my world, and if at first you don't believe it, try saying it every single day, you will see that your life will change. So All will be well. In everything your... I need is revealed to me. Yes. Everything I okay. need comes to me. All is well in my world. Is there something I missed in that? Okay. Everything I need to know is revealed to me. Okay. Everything I need comes to me. And then all is well in my world. There's so many other affirmations that are, you know, really important. But they're all, make sure it's all present tense. It's always saying it as if it's happening now. In other words, don't say, I want this or I will be happy. Say, I am happy. Even though you're not, if you continue to say it, you will change your feeling. And then people will come to you. You will see. Every, people will react to you differently. It's oh, life changing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And we all have the negative kind of inner critic that's constantly saying, that's not going to work. That's of not going to happen. And that's just part of being human. But try it. I, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. You know, it's just, it's positive. And I have positive affirmations all over my office, in my home, like little s- statements, you know, all over. Oh, this is so much fun. Is there anything I haven't asked you? Oh, you have your center in New Jersey that you teach yes. classes. Can you touch upon that? Because I might want to take a trip. Yes. Um, well, I teach classes on how to connect with angels and deceased loved ones, how to meditate, Um let me just grab my class schedules right behind me. <laughs> there it is. You know, um, Reiki. I teach how to how to do Reiki, peace meditation, animal communication, all different things, and that's all on my website as well. Okay. You could just go to KarenNoe.com. But I also do travel and teach. I'm going to be in Virginia Beach in um, November sixth, mm-hmm. teaching about life after death. The ARE, the Association of Research and Enlightenment the Edgar Casey Center and Lisa Williams is going to be there as well as and Robert Brown 
um, that's going to be a wonderful, you know, I'm teaching people how to heal after their loved ones pass. Because as we stated before, your loved ones are okay. <laughs> it's the person who's living who's not okay. Right. So, you know, I teach them about that. Have I forgotten to ask you anything or is there any there's, things you want to share? There's a couple of things I'd love to share. We are all able to do what I do, and that's very important. It's not just Karen. No, we can give messages and nobody can. The most important thing to do to know is to realize that you can do it too. It's important to raise your vibration. The reason being is that the angel's vibration is very high, and so is your loved one who has passed. It's higher. They're not connected to the body anymore. So in order to, to feel them and to be more on par with their vibration, you want to do the things to raise your vibration, such as practice forgiveness, be more compassionate, you know, maybe pray and meditate daily, set the intention that you want to raise your vibration, be grateful. And things like that, all things to raise your vibration so that you're more on par with their energy because they are there and they're probably saying, oh, I'm trying to let you know I'm here, but you're just not hearing them. And it's not because they're not around. It's just because we're in a funk. And I have to state uh, something else. This is really important. And I hear this time and time again. Those who are closest to the person who've passed are the ones who are not receiving the messages. And that's, of course, rightfully so because when you're grieving, your energy is very low, okay? So if that gives you the incentive, incentive to just, you know, try, go for a walk or do something to try to get out of the funk, force yourself, because then you'll be able to feel your deceased loved ones better. It's often a friend of a friend of a friend who, who's heard from their, you know, the loved one, who's dreamt of the loved one, and the one closest has not, and that's the reason. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I, just, I had a man not too long ago just devastated and he says I was the closest one to my dad and you know I'm not getting any signs and like that makes perfect sense that's why so I would say is you know to try force yourself it's difficult I know that but you know go for a walk in nature or do something sing what oh what a beautiful morning I don't sing well so I won't sing it but something <laughs> even though you don't believe it that will raise your vibration how about okay. things like eating healthy and oh exercising absolutely. all that stuff we know oh we should God. do you it bet. makes a difference yeah. And there's something that I always touch upon, but some people are not open to it. And I always say, whatever resonates with you, accept. Mm -hmm. Whatever does not, then don't accept it. Because remember, the God is within you. And you have to remember whatever feels right to accept. But I am a vegan. I don't eat uh, meat. The reason being is when I started all of this and I received the messages, I actually I felt the pain of the animals. Now, what happens is we when we eat that, we receive that in our vibration. What I would tell listeners, I wouldn't say that you have to be a vegan or a vegetarian, but I would say to try, how about for a day, you know, just eat a primarily plant-based diet, healthy diet, mm -hmm. and see if you feel better. And if you don't, that's okay too. But yes, diet certainly does affect us. Eating too much sugar you know, for example, is not good for us. Although it's wonderful, it tastes great, and it, it's very addictive, sugar. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, all that, all of that wow. absolutely raises our vibration. Very good. Did we touch on your your closing words? Or do you have some closing words for us? I do. I'm looking at the time, like, how did it go by so fast? Let me see. Let me grab something behind me. I'm okay. glad I'm at the center. Hold on. Um, I'd love to read something. Um, when I first started doing 
my classes. I was very shy. I didn't know how to end the class. And I asked the angels, how should I end the class? And and they said to me, go get your email. And I said, doesn't make sense. But I, I learned that I have to listen. I opened my email and it was an email from my friend Faith. And it was one of those pass along emails. And it was just perfect to end the, um, the class. And I think it's perfect to okay. end if I may share. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's called The Man Whispered. And it says, the man whispered, God speak to me. And a meadow lark sang, but the man did not hear. So the man yelled, God speak to me. And the thunder rolled across the sky, but the man did not notice. And the man shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a life was born, but the man did not know. So the man cried out in despair, touch me, God, and let me know that you're here. Whereupon God reached down and touched the man. But the man brushed the butterfly away and walked on. Don't miss out on a blessing because it isn't packaged the way you expect. Be open to receive and you will. Angel blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. That was a perfect thing to close our show with. I appreciate it big time and we'll definitely stay connected absolutely uh, and a uh, reminder to our listener um, you can see Karen's beautiful face a connection to her website and her social media page and everything is on my website or our website we don't die radio.com as always you can visit karennoe.com and check out her books her radio show her products everything and just in closing um, this is Sandra Champlain I've been your host on we don't die radio I do believe that life is an education for our soul and that your life every one of our lives here on earth is important so again I really want to thank you for taking the time to listen today and know that your life really is important it's all and all is well in your world in my world so thanks again for listening and we'll see you soon Mm -hmm.